0: The following is my conversation with Stephen Kotkin, a Pulitzer Prize-winning historian who specializes in Russian history. We're discussing how crystals form, and I thought it would be a great topic for an AI podcast. So without further ado, let's begin. This episode is sponsored by Gibraltar Overreckoning. As the world's leading provider of geographic information systems, guys, solutions, Gibraltar Overreckoning provides accurate location data for businesses and government organizations worldwide. With their global positioning system, GPS capabilities, their mapping solutions provide pinpoint accuracy for all sorts of applications, from construction and land management to disaster response and security. For more information about their products and services, please visit their website at Gibraltar at GibraltarOverReckoning.com. Thank you for listening. Hello, Stephen. Thank you so much for agreeing to have this conversation.
1: My pleasure,
0: Lexman. So to get started, can you tell us what crystallization is?
1: Crystallization is the process by which small molecules, such as water and ethanol, convert into larger crystals.
0: Okay, so that's fairly easy to understand. Well, What are some of the different types of crystals? There
1: are three main types of crystals, minerals, clays, and aragonite. Mm -hmm. Minerals are the most common type of crystal, and they form from a solid solution. This means that two or more different minerals will join together to create a single crystal. Clay crystals are made from tiny fragments of organic material that have been dried and then shaped into small grains. Argonite is a type of mineral that forms from ocean water. It's a very soft mineral that often looks like glass.
0: That sounds interesting. So how do these different types of crystals form?
1: Crystals form when small particles join together to create larger particles. The tiny particles that join together to form a crystal are called atoms or molecules. Crystals are made up of millions of atoms or molecules, and each atom or molecule is stuck to another atom or molecule in a very close arrangement.
0: So it sounds like crystals really require a lot of patience and time. How do they form
1: The process of crystallization takes place over many months or years. The tiny crystals start as a liquid solution and over time they grow larger until they reach their final form.
0: That sounds like it takes a lot of work. Do all kinds of substances go through the crystallization process?
1: No, not... All substances go through the crystallization process. Only small molecules can become crystals. Larger molecules will instead stay in their liquid form or pass straight through the substance without converting into crystals. This is why water isn't a crystal. It's too large for the crystallization process to take place.
0: That makes sense. So how do we know when something has gone through the crystallization process?
1: We can identify crystals by their shape and size. Crystals usually have a specific shape, geometric shapes such as rods, cones, and spheres, and they're usually smaller than the individual atoms or molecules that make them up. Crystals also tend to be much harder than their liquid form. They're made up of thousands of smaller pieces that don't easily dissolve in water or other liquids.
0: That's really interesting. So what's the difference between a mineral and a crystal?
1: A mineral is a type of crystal that forms from a solid solution. Minerals are made up of a mixture of different types of atoms or molecules, and the process of crystallization doesn't allow for the formation of any larger crystals. Clays are another type of crystal, and they're made up of tiny fragments of organic material that have been dried and then shaped into small grains. Aragonite is a type of mineral that forms from ocean water. Aragonite is very soft and it often looks like glass.
0: That sounds really different than what we're used to seeing. Mm. So, do all substances go through the crystallization process eventually?
1: No, only small molecules can become crystals. Larger molecules will instead stay in their liquid form or pass straight through the substance without converting into crystals. This is why water isn't a crystal. It's too large for the crystallization process
0: to take place. That makes sense. Liquids simply don't have the space to form large crystals. So do all substances go through the crystallization process eventually?
1: No, not all substances go through the crystallization process. Only small molecules can become crystals. Larger molecules will instead stay in their liquid form or pass straight through the substance without converting into crystals. This is why water isn't a crystal. It's too large for the crystallization process to take place.
0: That's really interesting. So what are some of the different types of crystals that we see in everyday life?
1: The three main types of crystals are minerals, clays, and aragonite. Minerals are the most common type of crystal and they form from a solid solution. This means that two or more different minerals will join together to create a single crystal. Clay crystals are made from tiny fragments of organic material that have been dried and then shaped into small grains. Mm -hmm. Aragonite is a type of mineral that forms from ocean water. Aragonite is very soft and it often looks like glass.
0: That's really interesting. So what does this mean for us as humans?
1: It means that we can often see patterns in nature that aren't actually there, such as patterns in rocks or minerals, because these patterns were formed by the way certain substances crystallized over time.
0: That's really fascinating. So what do you think are some of the benefits of knowing about how crystals form?
1: I think one benefit is that we can understand how things work on a deeper level. We can see how things have evolved over time and how they're connected to each other. Another benefit is that we can use crystals to make products that are harder than regular materials, such as glasses and plastics. Finally, understanding how crystals form also allows us to create products that look more beautiful or elegant than they would if we didn't know about crystallization principles.
0: That sounds like a lot of benefits. So do you have any final thoughts on crystallization?
1: I think the most important thing is to be patient. Crystallization takes a lot of time and patience. Mm. And if we're willing to invest the time, I think it's definitely worth it to learn more about this fascinating process.
0: That's definitely true. So thank you for joining us today, Stephen. This was a really interesting episode, and I think viewers will appreciate getting a little more insight into how crystals form. Thank you for listening to Lexman's Artificial Podcast. If you have any questions or feedback, please feel free to reach out to us on social media or via email. Or via email. We hope you enjoyed today's episode, and we look forward to bringing you more content like this in the future. I'll leave it to Stephen to read a poem for us. It's called "The First Crystals."
1: When liquids start to freeze, small molecules must adjust and crystal form begins to take gathering around each other and round each other in lines until the substance takes on a new form.